Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Caught up in a fever, made me a believer, now I gotta hit the road. Never been reckless, but what I fear I'm best is Satisfying stress is bones I was made to roam Gotta leave my home Gonna go where the foreigners take me Let the night fall on this chains and walls Just a rolling stone wandering in the dark Watercolor feather, painted Arizona sky. I hope I can remember the scarlet, orange, amber sunset that'll make you cry. I was made to roam, gotta leave my home. Gonna go where the foreigners take me. Let the night fall on this chains and walls. everyone and welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast that was megan knight with gypsy heart hi carl and greg how are you both doing hi nicole hello hey. carl and greg hey, carl. you know you know what i always thought weird you know huh? what is the word episode what does that even <laughs> that's like a what does that even mean like what like what is an episode you know this well according a- to google it's an event or group group of events occurring as part of a larger sequence or an incident or period considered in isolation well we're certainly isolating. Yep, right. So. Or it's a finite period in which someone is affected by a specific illness. So, <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, that's that. part of it, too. Anyway, so we're like a series then. So we're yeah. the 90 for 20 series, and this is like episode. Yeah, we've never, we've just never had a season. We kind of just go continuously. So, some people do that. Some people do have a podcast no, and they have seasons. This in is Ohio. our third season. This is our third yeah. season. Yeah, this is our probably. third season. When did when did we actually have the last two though? I don't know. If you if you mark <laughs> it by year, we've been doing this three years, haven't we? No, we've been doing it four. Is it really four? Wow. Ninety four twenty. Yeah. yeah, remember twenty twenty? We started. Wow. We launched the first episode May first, twenty twenty. 
And what do we have do you, to show for it? Well, do you <laughs> 165 you, episodes? <laughs> do you think that the pandemic had something to do with people's willingness to actually record these things? Because I was more involved in the podcast industry four years ago than I than I am currently, right? So, and I think that they've said out there with regard to the industry that there are actually a lot fewer podcasts now than there were four years ago. Well, I think two people don't have the same time on their hands that they did four years ago. Like, right, what were right. we doing? We were sitting home doing absolutely nothing. So podcasts launched out of, yep. you know, just thoughts. And then people got back to normal or as normal as life can possibly be. And podcasts fall to the wayside and statistically most podcasts i don't even think make it past like the seventh episode so people started it and then they just gave up on it i actually remember going to orlando to a a podcast industry thing yeah movement Mm -hmm. and it was literally one of the last things that anybody did before they shut everything down airlines and everything Mm -hmm. it was crazy well you know now think about it in reality just for the sheer fact that we've done 165 of these, we should pat ourselves on the back for that. Just we for, should, yeah. Just for persistence. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And consistency. Persistence and consistency. <laughs> and uh, what do they always say about, you know, I mean, whether or not you like his show or not, but they always say about Joe Rogan that before he became like the pod king, he did literally a thousand episodes before anybody listened. Well, what we got to do too, like when, you know, we, if we want to make the jump, Video is big. Yeah. Do we want to show people our faces? If we do that, maybe... Maybe they'll be scared of us, though. <laughs> maybe that'll be worse. Yeah, because one thing I remember... It's funny. It's funny saying that, because I remember I used to love Howard Stern back in the 80s, right? Yeah. And I never knew who what they looked like, and I never knew what Robin looked like or anybody. And then when he got on cable... Yeah, I kind of didn't like it as much. I, I like not knowing... Well, now, now it's different, but back then, it kind of ruined the, the yeah. mystique of it all, you know? Yeah, it was kind of radio, you know? It was a very, very much a theater of the mind kind of thing. Right. And then when they... But, but I'll tell you, I know that the audiences increased exponentially when he went on television when they had cameras in the studios i used to watch those late night things and you know it's like it was something to watch and and then when he went to serious serious xm then it became really big i really liked um megan's tune i I loved that that gypsy heart song i thought it was cool Oh, what wow. We didn't talk about it. Right. Yeah, we yeah, skipped so. right over it. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a normal MO. It. We always skip over We always it. go back in some stupid thing, and then we finally get back to what well, we But you here. know what, though? I mean, we were talking about how many episodes we've been able to string together here with some consistency. That's the thing that I, I'm most impressed by and the thing that I uh, value, and that is that we that's over 160 artists that we've put out there into the world in yet a different way, a different content form. And hopefully, true to our mission, some people will hear it that might not have otherwise heard it. So so getting back to Megan, so what do you, what do you think? I, I liked her. It's, it's very, very cool. modern country. I liked it a lot. I love, I, love the, uh, I love the arrangements, and that's something that we don't talk about a lot. But the fact of the matter is that the arrangement, I think, separates it from being a singer-songwriter kind of presentation or it sounding like what we used to call a record. It sounds like a record because... The instrumentation and the arrangement is nice. It's good. It's well thought out. And it's also, for me, it was very musical, which I which I dig. You know, I've spent all those years in copyright 
there is no copyright protection in an arrangement of a of a contemporary work and i think that's wrong i think that i think there should be you know intellectual property and your ability to arrange a track but you know what do i know i just spent 30 years in it i guess it depends how defining it is you know what i mean yeah well i mean you know we, like if we, someone uses a, an oboe in a song you can't say well now you know you can't use an oboe in the song because like you know no I mean? it, it wouldn't be so much that as it would be a nod you know on a royalty participation basis to you know the person that came up with the idea to use the oboe you know that probably made the song more compelling in some way just like the producer. The producer gets a point. And here's a guy. I used, to, I used to play at these, uh, at the bitter end. They had these, like, open, not open mic nights, but singer-songwriter nights, right? Right. And right. you have, like, you know, everyone does two songs. Kind of not like a round, but similar, where everyone gets up to two songs, they get up and go down. Wow. There'd be, like, 20 people there, you know, on, like, a Tuesday night. Just a place to play back in the, in, like, the early, the mid-'80s. Yeah. So, um... And I'd go to this thing, what do you do? Hi, I'm a singer-songwriter. Oh, yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter. And everybody was a singer-songwriter. It's so stupid. <laughs> right. like, you know, hey, right. hey, this is Bob, the singer-songwriter. Want to meet, you know, Mary, yeah. the singer-songwriter? Oh, no, is, is that Dave, the singer-songwriter? You know, now, like, it's now, at that, that time, singer-songwriter. At, at that time, Carl, were people experimenting in New York with, like, co-writes? Is that the reason you'd go out? No? Well, I never co-wrote. Because yeah. to me... Again, for me, the reason why I did music was to express a feeling I had. Right. So for me to co-write was pointless because right. it wasn't just to have another song in the world. To yeah. me, unless I had something I wanted to express, I had nothing to say. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was an extremely personal thing for you. Now, you know, of course, a different culture cr was created in Nashville all those years ago. The, the idea that let's write something that would commercially appeal to an artist so that they will perform it and that that will be the voice of the artist that will be the what the artist has to say in the world right and so people used to get off on the craft of actually being able to put words in the mouths of these incredible artists that were enigmatic and that where people were drawn to them. I'll right? tell my stupid yeah. story. I probably yeah. told it already, but I'll say oh, it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the unique story or the the oh, yeah, the, the unique deep, story. The deep. The deep. <laughs> I'm, I'm up in I'm up in uh, Portland, Maine. You know, I love I was this. doing my shows. You know, up there. You know, and I thought I was rocking, man. This is like you know the late '80s, and I had my long black coat, my L.O. Bean like one mitten glove, one thumb and a mitten. You know, um, I had my scarf, my hair in a ponytail, my gig bag, my turtleneck, right? My little, like, you know, you know, Timberland boots. Hi hipster you're painting, yeah, you're painting a very hipstery picture. Yeah, but this is <laughs> you know, 20 years before hipster. But I'm walking down the street, right, 30. with my gig bag going, like, thinking I'm a rocking. Like, this is my look, baby. I'm, I'm like, cool. Across the street, going the other way. Was a guy, long black coat, Timberland boots, jeans, turtleneck, ponytail, gig bag, even the L.O.P. <laughs> this is the uniform. I'm just wearing. I swear to God, that week I went back. I was living in Boston. I went back home that weekend. I cut my hair. I said, I, I, I'm just walking around in my uniform. You know. <laughs> It's a I joke, it. so I, you know. I probably you know what he probably was. He probably was a singer songwriter. Yeah. 
Yeah, you had the uniform. You you always had an X factor. I mean, when you walked into a room at that period, oh, only because uh, I was loud and obnoxious. You look, you look, well, now nah, you look like a rock star. You really. Do. I was loud and obnoxious. I remember. Hey guys, tip, tip number three hundred and seventy-five. <laughs> you want to be noticed? Just be loud and obnoxious. <laughs> and wear a headband. <laughs> and wear, wear a headband, right? Or a, a scarf. When I first met you, you had a scarf on. You on know, my like neck? On your head. No, on your head. Oh, bandana. Yeah, because I sweat a like a pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I used to hate that. I used to sweat. Yeah, <laughs> that, was a, that was my big uh, thing. Speaking of loud and obnoxious, do we want to talk about something that's going on in the music industry or no? Well, not again with this music industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we're sort of about. So. Well, I can I can make the announcement now. What is the announcement? I, I have officially rejoined the music industry, so... Well, that wasn't what I was going to talk about, but congratulations, yeah. we're very yeah. excited. So, uh, well, you know, you know, the bottom line is that uh, I have officially rejoined the music industry, and I discover on an hourly basis that the music industry, as I knew it, actually doesn't exist. So, there's that. So. so you're like so you're like basically a novice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're basically I mean, a little baby trying to figure out what these Gen Zs have turned into the music industry. What do they call it? I went from being an officer of a billion dollar company to I'm now entry level. <laughs> you know, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'll do all right. Uh, well, speaking of music and stuff, there's two yeah. things I wanted to talk about. One, obviously, this is not super new. But did you all watch the Super Bowl halftime show? No. No. Yes, I did. I you did? What did you that? think? Oh, I did. I full-heartedly. I, I thought, I thought well, it for was. One, for one, this is my two cents. I didn't watch it for one. Isn't Usher like 1999? Like, <laughs> yeah. he, no, he's, he's like early 2000s. It's yeah. very, very Usher retro. Usher was current. It it's was like a very retro. Like, um, Probably like you know, 2010, Paul, 2000. Paul Revere and the Raiders. Well, know, well, <laughs> <laughs> now that I would have enjoyed. Herman <laughs> Yeah. Peter Noon is still rocking. Why didn't he get a shot? Right? <laughs> that would be great. Have a revival uh, show. All these old the uh, yeah. Buckinghams. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, what's the name of that character? Caravan that they do. It's uh, called Flowers and Beads or something. Tommy some James weird thing. And the Shondells. Oh man, he's still rocking it too. Right. So go ahead. Uh, I'll tell I, you I, what. I didn't I watch, thought, it. I didn't watch uh, it. I saw uh, what's his name, Post Malone's. You know, American Beautiful. That was pretty yeah. good, I guess. I'll tell you what I thought, Nicole. I thought uh, it was a legit uh, performance. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought it was entertaining, and I knew one song. So I mean. Oh. See, yeah. and I knew every single song. My husband, I yeah. think, was yeah. so surprised at how much I knew. And yes. you like you like Usher? You're well, Usher here's the thing: Usher was up and coming when I was in high school, so that's all so, yeah. the radio stations would play back then. So, like between um, all of like the different songs and his mix with Alicia Keys and stuff like that, like that's what I grew up in high school with, and it just brought back so many memories. Where yeah. even my friends from high school were all messaging, like, "This is basically reliving our senior year of high school." See, I don't know much about it, but I always thought he was like a kind of a Michael Jackson ripoff wannabe. Yeah, he used yeah. to dance like him. I know he. Well, stu- he used to do the dancing, right? Yeah, and- but. 
Whatever. And then he didn't he discover Justin Bieber? Wasn't that his He did. Thing? He discovered Justin Bieber. And supposedly so. Justin Bieber declined to be on he the did. show. Everyone was banking on the fact that they were going to get like a Usher Justin Bieber collab or something like that. And they and got ludicrous. They, they got ludicrous and Alicia yeah. Keys. Yeah, yeah. Who, I, who I thought yeah. was. I love Alicia extra- Keys. Yeah, but I thought she was extraordinarily boring on that Well, show. I think they didn't necessarily allow her because she was doing one of her duets that she did with Usher and it yeah. wasn't necessarily like the best performance if they would have let her actually do like her own work she would have been phenomenal if you ask me to do these shows you need stadium acts mm-hmm. only ones who can do these shows are like you two the who you know um yeah. acdc you know you know that's what you know these these like nuanced r&b acts it's ridiculous you, you know, know what though i i think that Lost because it was Las Vegas, and because he is—I I don't know if he's taking a hiatus or if he went right back to it. But Usher has one of those residencies in Las Vegas. Yeah, and I know he's so, a new album coming out or something, right? So, yeah. So it seems to me that we talk about music centers, we talk about Austin and Nashville and Los Angeles and New York. I think Las Vegas could legitimately become a music scene over the next five years because there's a lot of millennial money pouring in there and you know i mean it costs a lot of money to be in las vegas no it seems to me that las vegas is kind of a hot thing right I, now. I, matter of fact I, I was just in vegas a few months back i, I love yeah. vegas i do too. i haven't been always i have. got there right before they opened that sphere yeah. Oh, the one it. that um, what, wasn't YouTube the one that was playing during the Grammys? They have a residency. Like they have a yeah, residency. I think there, I think it's yeah. almost over their residency, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, but it's a cool looking thing. It's cool on yeah. the outside because at one point they made it look like the moon. Mm-hmm. And it looks the moon's in the middle of Vegas because it looks yeah, really cool it's, looking. It's crazy. They say that was like a couple billion dollars to build, and they don't know whether or not it's going to make money or it's not. not. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty he, fancy. That's Vegas. So what else? Anything else? Or do you want to talk about? So the other thing I wanted to get your opinions on, if you guys caught this, is the fact that Beyonce is now coming out with a country album or a country esque album. You know, did you I, listen I, to I, the single Texas Hold'em? Yeah, it's I've mixed well, I've mixed views. Okay, what? Up, while one Greg is, takes a nap, you can tell us. <laughs> my my one side is like my critical side says, you know. McDonald's makes hamburgers, you know, you know, Roy Rogers makes the roast beef sandwiches, you know, Volkswagen makes small cars, Cadillacs make, stick to your lane, why, why, why does everybody do everything? Well, you know, you, 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 do, you, do you think this is also a trying to be what is a quote-unquote strategic career move? Since, of course it is, it's, it's, I don't think yeah. it's a, a legitimate, really love of country and wanted to explore that, that no, genre. No, but I, I mean, I think I, she's putting the cowboy hat on, the white hair. It, it, it's it's a career move. It's it's a it's a logistic move. Well, it's not I, it's not sincere. No, I think I for her, she has less competition in the country world because she knows that she's probably uh, outgrown whatever industry or whatever genre she considers herself in. So I think she's moving into that because I think in the first day that she released Texas Hold'em, it went to like number one on the country charts or something like that. Well, they like wouldn't that. play it at, at first, right? Was that, was that the big deal? They wouldn't play it on country radio stations? Um, I don't know if they wouldn't play it, but I know that it got forced on them because of how well it did streaming-wise. Because it, but it has nothing to do with the country audience. No, it's her. Oh, it's her fans that are just right. coming over I, and I streaming it. The guys in Mississippi go, "Hey man, hey that new Beyonce single, that's kind of great." I, 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 I don't know. I, I think so. Part I have of a me different... says 
You know, why bother? You have enough money. You know, why don't you take your money? How old are you now? You're 45. You know, you're a billionaire with you and your husband. Just take your money. Go live on a, in a beautiful place and have a nice life. Stop this nonsense. Who cares? Yeah, I mean. That's part I, of me. Why do these guys can persist? I think genres have kind of gone away. They have, they have. You're right. They kind of have. It's, it's, mean, got, it's got mixed now. There is no genres anymore. Yeah, really, there isn't. You and, think that's uh, good? Do you think that's good? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, I mean, I don't think it matters. I mean, we used to I pigeonhole people. We, we, we used to pigeonhole people in order to, you know, sell physical products to certain marketplaces. And, you know, whether or not you're... Uh, but that's how you picked your friends. Well, you know I what? My, I, I hung out with alternate rock people, the rock people. I hated yeah. the disco people. So now the disco people can also be the rock people. It's a big mess. <laughs> Have you seen that um, that We Are the World documentary? Did we talk about that last time? Yeah, we didn't talk about that. We didn't. And I have really not seen interesting. It. It was really, kinda, interesting. it's kind of cool, man. Like you yeah. know, uh, at one point, this is funny. I get. I, I don't. I recommend it, Nicole. It, yeah, it's really cool. It. But one point, yeah. well, there's two funny things that really. One was like, I was so amazed how like insecure Bob Dylan felt with oh all those God. singers, and it was so insecure that Stevie Wonder basically took Dylan aside and like sang like Dylan. Hey Bob, sing it like this. When I go to world, he started. He's like mimicking what Bob Dylan would sound he like had to, to Bob. Coach Bob coach Dylan Bob to sing like, sing like Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Right. It was exactly funny, right. man. Yeah. And yeah. then another thing too, you know, another thing was Stevie. Another Stevie thing. He like. Since it's for the people in Africa, we should sing in Swahili verse, right? <laughs> and then Merle Haggard, or was it Wailing, or was it Merle? No, Wailing. Wailing left. Wailing goes, I'm out. I'm out. I don't <laughs> sing no Swahili. <laughs> he just leaves. He left. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So, and so in retrospect, it's kind of weird because, I mean, if you were involved in that, looking in retrospect, it's pretty monumental what was accomplished you know right pretty all incredible. those guys in a room and, yeah so it is kind of a badass move to say no i checked out when it all started to come off the rails because of stevie wonder so we we recommend that that gets uh five stars on the uh on the old 9420 popcorn review or whatever well i yep. will have to watch it so i can yep. get my feedback in next week who go. cares what Do you it. think Nicole? i know seriously <laughs> i'm just here to keep us on track more music more music more music all right let's listen to another single from megan knight called turbulence but before that we'll listen to her management company which is publicity nation pr this episode features an artist from publicity nation pr Publicity Nation PR is a music, entertainment, and lifestyle public relations and artist development agency based in Nashville, Tennessee. They are an industry leader in music and entertainment publicity, artist development, branding, and commercial projects for artists, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and social influencers. Their drive, dedication, and exemplary work ethic leads the way to their client success. For more information, go to publicitynation.com. Again, that is publicitynation.com. Wondering if we're gonna crash and burn Tired of all this wind and rain Driving me insane I must admit I'm just a bit concerned The sky ain't blue Still 
Chock full with uh, even has um, sound effects. Man. I know, That's, just yeah. like you. That's <laughs> fun. Oh, yeah, like that you way. have the sound effects for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um, I, I love the lower register of her voice, and then when she gets in the upper register, she sounds a lot like Miranda Lambert to me, which that that ain't a bad thing. And I like how they uh, also sing a little. Um, well, it's not really rappy, but they just sing words fast and blah, 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 blah. that's yeah. kind of cool too. I, I and I like that it. Mellotron solo or whatever that like keyboard it was. was. A that was cool. It was a guitar. Is it a guitar? Or a guitar, maybe with an effect, but I think it was a guitar. Yeah, it kind of felt which is like cool. A which is another thing, like you know, the days of like may, maybe more and more. I don't hear great leads anymore. They used yeah. to be great leads, you know, yeah. like like Bohemian Rhapsody and. A whole lot of love. Yeah, and, man, all those records. Great, uh, from, even Nowhere Man had a... Down, 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 down. You yeah. know, they, they all had like... Something was a lead. Pop music. There's always an iconic solo in pop music, if it's mid-tempo or up-tempo. I'll tell anybody, you know, this is, I'll really date myself, but to me, mm-hmm. best lead ever recorded, the most soul, the most feel for me, was a song, a really lousy recording, too, of Leslie West Mountain 
theme for an imaginary western oh yeah that's incredible. find that song hear yep. that lead yep. his notes just sing you've mentioned that before i love yeah. i love the way he, to me he had the best vibrato of anyone I I, is it vibrato of or vibrato i call i i, I mean <laughs> it's vibrato <laughs> he had a good vibe he has a good vibrato <laughs> Anyway, but I I, I, I like uh, I don't I don't know if I, I'd be hard pressed to say what what guitar solos I want to hear over and over and over again. Probably, I mean, I love the guitars in Rock and Roll Hoochie Rick Derringer. Oh yeah, sure. That's a, those are amazing. That's the song everyone used to have to know when you joined a band. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, anyway. I think we had a couple of questions with uh, Megan, right? We did. We asked her our questions of the week. So we're still doing this with this question thing? We are. <laughs> we absolutely are. Did oh, yeah. you get- oh, before we do that, we do a shout out to Casey Sana. Remember? Oh, yeah. Casey Sana. He was featured maybe a month ago. He did this amazing... Um, was it real for us? It was real just, on um, Instagram. It was great. Yeah. Thank you, Casey. Man, yeah, he's a, he's a really cool artist. Uh, we because, we need to do more with him. And, and he took the best points out of it. I have to say, he took most of the things I said. So. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I thought too. But, uh, of course, he did. Because yeah. anyway, I'm just you know. I want equal time, and then we'll get Nicole some time too. Because yeah, yeah. people don't realize the reason why. I dominate because I edit the thing. Yes. <laughs> so all these, all these great things that, that Nicole and, and Greg say that he takes them out. And, and Nicole and I don't care. Can't have them. <laughs> sa- can't have them sounding good. <laughs> so what did we ask this? Uh, Megan? So the first question we asked Megan is to tell us a little bit about herself. What's up? My name is Megan Knight. Thank you so much for having me on the ninety four twenty podcast. A little about me, I'm from South Jersey, but pretty much live out of a suitcase now. I travel between Nashville and Muscle Shoals, Alabama, writing and recording all the time. And when I'm not doing that, I'm on the road playing shows. You can always find me exploring whichever city I'm in. I have a little bit of a gypsy heart going on, and I wrote a song about it. Gypsy Heart is out everywhere now. Oh, wow. Shows. See, I see know, she, that's a see random she did one. There. Yeah. See what she did there? She promoted yeah. herself, which is yeah. good. <laughs> and, she and her new our, single. And, and she said our name, you know, yeah. like you're very beginning. Thank you, 9420. Yeah, yeah. She, she's kind of pro. Yeah, I like yeah. her. And, and the yeah. fact that she's still got a twang, but she's originally from Jersey. So she's kind of all over the place. Well, South Jersey. South Jersey. Yeah. But I mean, it's still Jersey. So It's like South Jersey's kind of like, well, it's the South, right? She's like, mm-hmm. Sounds like she might be a bit of a road dog, which is cool, too. All right. So the second question that we asked her is, what music artists have inspired your career so far? I've been inspired by so many artists, but lyrically, I'd have to say Dolly Parton. And musically, I'd have to say Linda Ronstadt, Miranda Lambert, Morgan Wallen, and Hardy, because they are huge boundary pushers. And you can always hear so many different influences in their music, ranging from rock music to hip hop, um, soul music. You could never narrow them into a very specific sound, and I love that. Locally, I have inspirations um, that mean so much to me, and they're to James LeBlanc, Jimmy Nutt, and Gary Nichols. They have been working with me for over a decade, and they're the best co-writers and friends in the whole world. Uh, Gary Nichols took over for Chris Stapleton in the bluegrass band The Steel Drivers once Chris branched off for a solo career. And Gary's got a great solo career going for himself now as well, but he really welcomed me into the country scene with open arms from a very young age. 
James LeBlanc is a beast of a writer, performer, musician, and singer. He penned songs for Rascal Flatts, Kid Rock, Jason Aldean, Martina McBride, and I just look up to him a lot. And then Jimmy Nutt recently won his first Grammy in Juno for engineering, producing, and he just slays. He's incredible all around. Not many people know that he writes, but I'll tell you right now, he is unbelievable. So she's in good company, huh? She just needs to take over this podcast, and we'll <laughs> we can get out of the way. I love it. I love what she's saying. Uh, you know, I mean, and uh, Nichols has been around for forever, and uh, for her for her to give him shout outs is, is super cool. And she's in with a, a a group of people that are mainstays as far as. Um, creative content is concerned what i love about her already is like she didn't credit she who shall not be named as an influence yeah i know that's Ah, the first one in a while (laughs) i'm so glad you know you know she she goes back to dolly and like you know linda runs i don't get linda runs that because linda runs didn't really write anything did you two notice that i called the miranda lambert thank you you did Mm -hmm. you are like because you are the man greg you are on fire today i am on fire (laughs) fire Anyway, enough of my reiterating. I'll probably cut my... <laughs> Let's get us Take out of here. Nicole, what? are we almost done from, I with think, this? I think we're done. And to go mm. off of the last song that we'll be playing by Megan Knight, good mm. luck and good night. There you go. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. We have one more single by Megan called Good Luck. For everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. But I guess we're not now All the promises that you made That ain't what I got Cause you're second guessing Now I'm learning lessons And feeling like a fool And I thought You and I were on the same page If you're looking for perfection Another worldly fairy tale connection Your heart is headed in a different direction If you're feeling like you're stuck Another version of forever Thinking you can find it something better Some kind of magical happy ever after Go on and get up in your truck Good luck I'm done Playing these back and forth games Think I've had enough if you run Or even if you choose to stay It's gonna be tough, it ain't complicated You're hesitating, just make up your mind Cause I'm done playing these back and forth games If you're looking for perfection Another worldly fairy tale connection Your heart is headed in a different direction If you're feeling like you're stuck Another version of forever Yeah.
your connection Your heart is headed in a different direction If you're feeling like you're stuck Another version of forever 